Chapter ninety two of the Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Marriage On the same day at noon, the king entered a drawing room where the queen was sitting in full dress, but pale through her rouge, and surrounded by a party of ladies and gentlemen. He glanced frequently toward the door. Are not the young couple ready? I believe it is noon, he said. Sire, Monsieur de Charny is waiting in the gallery for your Majesty's orders, said the Queen with a violent effort. Oh, let him come in. The Queen turned from the door. The bride ought to be here also, continued the King. It is time. Your Majesty must excuse Mademoiselle de Tavernay if she is late, replied Monsieur de Charny, advancing. For since the death of her father, she has not left her bed until today, and she fainted when she did so. This dear child loved her father so much, replied the king, but we hope a good husband will console her. Monsieur de Bretoya, said he, turning to that gentleman, have you made out the order of banishment for Monsieur de Cogliostro? Yes, sire. And that Delamotte. Is it not today she is to be branded? At this moment Andrea appeared, dressed in white like a bride, and with cheeks nearly as white as her dress. She advanced leaning on her brother's arm. Monsieur de Suffren, leading his nephew, came to meet her, and then drew back to allow her to approach the king. Mademoiselle, said Louis, taking her hand, I begged of you to hasten this marriage instead of waiting until the time of your mourning had expired that I might have the pleasure of assisting at the ceremony, for to-morrow I and the Queen commence a tour through France. And he led Andrea up to the Queen, who could hardly stand, and did not raise her eyes. The King, then, putting Andrea's hand into Philippe's, said, "'Gentlemen, to the chapel!' And they began to move. The Queen kneeled on her prie-dieu, her face buried in her hands, praying for strength." Charny, though pale as death, feeling that all eyes were upon him, appeared calm and strong. Andrea remained immovable as a statue. She did not pray. She had nothing to ask, to hope for, or to fear. The ceremony over, the king kissed Andrea on the forehead, saying, "'Madame la Comtesse, go to the queen. She wishes to give you a wedding present.' "'Oh,' murmured Andrea to Philippe, it is too much. I can bear no more. I cannot do that. Courage, sister. One effort more. I cannot, Philippe. If she speaks to me, I shall die. Then uh, you will be happier than I, for I cannot die. Andrea said no more, but went to the queen. She found her in her chair with closed eyes and clasped hands, seeming more dead than alive except for the shudders which shook from her from time to time andrea waited tremblingly to hear her speak but after a minute she rose slowly and took from the table a paper which she put into andrea's hands andrea opened it and read andrea you have saved me my honor comes from you my life belongs to you in the name of this honor which has cost you so dear I swear to you that you may call me sister without blushing. This paper is the pledge of my gratitude, the dowry which I give you. Your heart is noble and will thank me for this gift. 
Marie Antoinette de Lorraine d'Autriche. Andrea looked at the queen and saw tears falling from her eyes. She seemed expecting an answer, but Andrea, putting the letter in the fire, turned and left the room. Then Charny, who was waiting for her, took her hand, and they each, pale and silent, left the room. Two traveling carriages were in the courtyard. Andrea got into one and then said, "'Sir, I believe you go to Picardy.' "'Yes, madame.' "'And I to where my mother lies dead. Adieu, monsieur.' Charny bowed but did not reply, and Andrea drove off. Charny himself, after giving his hand to Philippe, got into the other and also drove off. Then Philippe cried in a tone of anguish, "'My task is done.' And he too vanished. End of chapter 92 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia End of the Marie Antoinette Romances, Volume 3, The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas Translated by Henry L. Williams Thanks for listening.